All right, it's Lent. And uh, this is the time of year where the church uh, asks us basically to let Jesus purify our hearts. That's like the main thing going on. It's like, all right, all the garbage you've picked up over your whole life, or especially in the last year, this is the time to have it purified. And we do that through three ways, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So we lean heavy, at least in this parish, into like a secular media fast, let the heart calm down. We give generously to good things, and we just pray in a way that it helps us know why we want to commit the sins that we like. It's like interior self-knowledge. So we're supposed to stop sinning, yeah? But it's pretty hard to do that if we don't know why we're even sinning in the first place. So that's what we're doing this Lent. Um, we're trying to figure out why we do the evil things we like doing by looking at what's driving us. What are our drivers? And so last week we went over the first driver, our desires. And this is... Uh, systemic to the point that we could talk about it for like days, but we just said very simply that there's a core truth in there in our desires, and it's that behind every sinful or disordered desire, there's a holy desire. There's something holy. We don't really want like the sin that we're choosing, whatever it is. We're not, we're not focusing on like the evil thing. We're trying to get something that's good in a way that we could just never get it. That's what's actually going on there. And then we get stuck in a cycle of doing that stuff, and that damages us even more. And that's where most of us are at. So our prayer assignment last week was to begin to look at the disordered desires of our heart in a spirit of merciful curiosity to just notice them, and then to take what we notice to our Lord and say, what am I really desiring when I choose these sins? What are the holy desires that are beneath these disordered desires? Keep that conversation going with our Lord the whole Lent. Today we look at something that has a lot of overlap with our desires, our needs, because at our core, God has given us the desire to fulfill what actually makes us happy and makes us good. It's part of Him being good. He gets to design the heart, and that's how He designs it. And so, we naturally kind of gravitate toward, we naturally like tend toward what's good for us and what makes us our true selves. And then the fall messes all of that up. <laughs> The fall breaks all of that, and it flips it on its head. So our desires get out of whack, and they really mess with our ability to even determine what our real needs are. And when we get into this thing, we're like, we're wanting things we don't need, or we're like wanting things that can't really get us what we need eventually, it, but the needs are still there, crying out for fulfillment because that's how they're made. 
Dr. Bob kind of lays out the core needs that everybody has, that all human beings have. They're universal to us. And I want to read through those right now. But here's what I suggest. Don't just listen to them if you can. Pay really close and careful attention to which ones or which aspects of them hit your heart personally. That's usually the Holy Spirit saying, ding, there's something here. There's something right there. First one is we have a need to be loved. We just got to be loved. Somebody has to love us. And for our own self, for no other reason, we need it. We need secure attachments to people. So the person loving us, they can't have any conditions in their love. They got to be in, no matter what. No conditions. We need to be affirmed. We got to be affirmed by someone else of our own goodness. We can't affirm ourselves for our own goodness. We need to belong and be accepted. So we're not really happy unless we're part of a, a safe and virtuous group of people. And those people have to affirm that we're welcome there and we belong. We need that. We got to find meaning and purpose in our life. God has made us each for like a very specific purpose. And part of the joy of human life is figuring out what it is. It's like a mystery and a journey to figure out like why we're even here, what we're even up to, what we're doing. And we need to develop intimate relationships. Really intimate relationships. We got to be a part of a group of people that love us just because we exist, no other reason, and affirm our goodness and accept us and remind us of how important we are. And that's what we call intimacy. And then we have intimacy and we need it. We could spend an hour on each one of these things in terms of like how they hit us personally. But once again, I'm sorry, I'm going to return to my own story for a second to try to highlight some aspect of this. As most of you know, I had a really hard time saying yes to the priesthood. So I started actively rejecting the priesthood when I was four. Um, if you've talked to a four-year-old recently, it's not a terribly advanced group. And so I don't know what was going on in little four-year-old Timmy's head where he's like, hard no. But that's where I was at in the lavish 1980s of the United States. And I fought the Lord about as hard as I think any mortal man could fight him. And it took over a decade because of that to go from really concretely feeling, son, I love you, I want you to be my priest, to actually being ordained. Um, and it was like fighting in the jungle. And it wasn't really until I started this healing journey that I'm on right now that I started to understand why that is. 
So here's a concrete example of like the operation of the need not being fulfilled. Men and women are made for each other, right? We complement each other. Like we love and affirm each other in very specific ways that we need. And I knew that in my little four-year-old heart. The mistake that I made was I wrongly thought that I had to give all of that up. Not just practically, but like as a concept. Embrace the reality that it pleased God on some level to make me unfulfilled and miserable until the end of time. Part of the cross, mahogany, very dense, very heavy. And making that mistake led to a lot of brokenness in my life, a lot of brokenness in my life, and a lot of heartbreak. And I know most of us, probably all of us, have experienced heartbreak on some level, especially in relationship, especially not being fulfilled in those relationships. But here's the thing. This is the truth. God desires for our needs to be fulfilled even more than we do. He gave them to us. He didn't give them to us to just like be there and make us miserable. They're designed to be fulfilled. So what I have now is fulfillment in my vocation to the priesthood, just like I'm sure you do in your vocations. I get all the affirmation and acceptance and love that I need and more from the Blessed Mother, from the female saints that I have a relationship with, from my mothers and sisters in Christ who are here on the earth. The same needs that everybody has are being fulfilled in me, just in a different, wait for it, modality. It's a different way of it being fulfilled. But the same needs are there in all of us. Everybody's needs at their core are the same. We need to be unconditionally loved inside of secure, affirming, accepting, intimate relationships. That's what we need. And if we're not, we can tell. And it drives us to go looking for those things in ways that lead us down some pretty dark paths sometimes. This is the second conversation to have with our Lord this Lent. Lord, what needs do I have? What needs that you gave me that are not being fulfilled? And how am I trying to fulfill them? in ways that just get me farther away from loving, secure, affirming, accepting, intimate relationships.